Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Merkle Treehouse, the podcast that explores the world of sound money and Bitcoin. I'm your appreciative host, Audrey Merkle, and I'm excited for this first rip. You may find that this is a quirky little Bitcoin podcast, and we hope you enjoy the format. To set your expectations, the Merkle Treehouse has a stable of some of the newest and brightest minds who will be sharing their insights and perspectives on various aspects of sound money and Bitcoin. But first, let's touch on some of the latest happenings in the Bitcoin space. Ordinals, the theoretical SAT numbering scheme, introduced inscriptions to the blockchain, unleashing degenerate shitcoiners to take a dump on full nodes all over the world by encoding JPEGs inside transactions. While glee was expressed by some like the taproot wizards, they only managed to subsidize miners with very little disruption on the base layer. During this bear market, many mining firms have found themselves teetering on the brink of bankruptcy. They need all the help they can get, and some, like Mining Pool Luxor, are taking off-chain fees to update the blockchain with unreasonably large and wasteful transactions. And while the treehouse does not condone this type of abuse of the blockchain, they paid for the block space on a censorship-resistant network. Now we see the mempool clearing out after a couple of weeks, and this ultimately illustrates the strength in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Even when they attack Bitcoin, they fund it. We'll send you now to the news desk for award-winning journalist Morton Anger as he presents his editorial on the dangers of fiat currency. Mort? My dear friends, the history of human civilization is a story of progress and innovation. From the discovery of fire to the creation of the Internet, humans have constantly pushed the boundaries of what is possible. However, there is a shadow that has loomed over our progress for far too long. The tyranny of fiat currency. Fiat currency, which is backed only by the government's decree, has been the dominant form of money for the past few centuries. This type of currency has stifled innovation and progress by creating an artificial scarcity of resources. Instead of allowing the free market to decide the value of goods and services, fiat currency artificially inflates prices by creating more units of currency out of thin air. This has the effect of eroding the value of people's savings over time, creating an endless cycle of inflation and economic instability. Fiat currency has also allowed governments to accumulate enormous levels of debt. This debt burden not only inhibits the government's ability to spend money on important things like education and infrastructure, but it also puts a drag on the entire economy by crowding out private investment. Furthermore, the centralization of fiat currencies in the hands of governments has created a system that is rife with corruption and abuse. Governments can devalue their currency at will, impose capital controls to restrict citizens' freedom of movement, and seize assets without due process. All of these practices undermine individual rights and freedoms. But there is a glimmer of hope on the horizon. Bitcoin, the world's first decentralized and truly scarce digital asset, has the potential to break the shackles of fiat currency and put us back on the path to progress and innovation. Bitcoin's decentralized nature means that it cannot be manipulated by any central authority, making it immune to the inflation and debt that have plagued fiat currencies. Bitcoin's scarcity, built into its very design, makes it an ideal store of value, protecting people's savings against the ravages of inflation. Furthermore, Bitcoin's public ledger, the blockchain, makes it the most transparent and secure form of money in human history. This transparency and security can help to combat corruption and restore trust in financial institutions. Bitcoin represents a new chapter in the history of money. It is the first time that humans have had a truly decentralized and incorruptible form of money. 
By embracing Bitcoin, we can break free from the tyranny of fiat currencies and reclaim the progress and innovation that has been stolen from us for far too long. Thank you and good night. Thank you, Mort. Very enlightening. Now I'd like to introduce the audience to a very special young man. He's our resident Bitcoin savant who we will call on from time to time to help educate our audience on the intricacies of Bitcoin. We are very fortunate to be able to bring to you a young man who is able to elementarily explain these complex ideas. I'll send you over now to Eli's corner where Eli will be discussing Bitcoin mining. Hi, my name is Eli. Today I want to teach you how Bitcoin mining works. It's really very easy. So imagine you're digging for buried treasure, but instead of a shovel, you're using a big computer machine that is called a mining rig. The mining rig uses real brainy math skills to figure out really really hard math problems that could take a kid years to figure out. It's kind of like a puzzle that they have to figure out and it takes a lot of computer work to solve it. If they solve the puzzle, they get to add a new block of payments to the Bitcoin blockchain, and as a prize they get some new Bitcoins. Now let's say you're not the only kid looking for treasure. There are thousands, maybe gazillions of other kids with big machines searching for the same treasure. But then the puzzles you need to figure out to find the treasure sometimes get harder and sometimes even harder and then not so hard. Like a roller coaster with ups and downs like a seesaw. The more miners there are, the harder the puzzle gets. Kind of like how it would be harder to find buried treasure if everyone in your neighborhood was digging for it. This is why mining Bitcoin has become harder and harder over time, and why it takes lots of brainy computer work to mine Bitcoin. So then there are different types of treasure to find. Some treasures are more valuable than others, and some are hidden deeper than others, so the amount of computer work it takes to find them can be really really different. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but the needle keeps moving and getting bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller, and there are a bunch of other kids looking for it too. And the treasure you find is actually a new kind of digital money called Bitcoin, which can be used to buy all sorts of things, like toys, games, and even ice cream. Easy as that. Thank you, Eli. From the mouths of babes, we're going to break from the seriousness and bring you a very talented man direct from the Laughaholics Anonymous in Trenton, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the comedy stylings of Sammy Nash. Good evening, folks. Let's talk about the dystopian present we find ourselves in, shall we? <laughs> we have politicians who are more concerned with their own interests than the interests of the people they're supposed to serve. They're like a bunch of clowns juggling their egos and their bank accounts while the rest of us suffer. And speaking of suffering, let's talk about social media. It's like a drug that we're all addicted to, but it's slowly killing us. It's a never-ending cycle of likes, follows, and shares that's driving us all insane. And the worst part is that we're being watched and analyzed every step of the way. They can track our every move, read our every message, and control our every thought. It's like we're living in a police state, but nobody seems to care. And let's talk about inflation and fiat currency. It's like the government is playing a giant game of Monopoly where they can just print more money whenever they want. But in the end, it's the little guy who suffers as the value of our savings and earnings are eroded away. It's like we're all running on a hamster wheel, but the government keeps making the wheel bigger and harder to run on. And speaking of running, what about Bitcoin? <laughs> And you know what else Bitcoin is good for? 
hiding your money from the government. I mean, they can't tax what they can't see. Am I right? <laughs> Seriously, I'm not condoning tax evasion. I'm just saying that Bitcoin provides a level of financial freedom that we haven't seen before. And finally, let's talk about pompous elites. They're like a bunch of peacocks strutting around in their fancy clothes and spouting their elitist nonsense. It's like they're living in a different world than the rest of us, where money and power are the only things that matter. Thank you and good night. And it looks like they're having a blast over in Trenton. Thank you, Sammy. Classy as ever. Finally tonight, in light of this being our first podcast, I'd like to end the show with a little good vibes. Direct from the Church of Sound Faith and Life, the Treehouse's own spiritual advisor, the good Reverend Smith. Reverend? My dear brothers and sisters, today I want to talk to you about the story of Judas Iscariot and how it relates to our modern-day financial systems, including Bitcoin. As we all know, Judas was one of the 12 apostles chosen by Jesus himself to be his closest followers. Judas was trusted with handling the group's finances, but as we learn in the Gospel of Matthew, Judas eventually betrayed Jesus, selling him out for 30 pieces of silver. Now many have wondered what could have motivated Judas to commit such a heinous act of betrayal. Some have speculated that he was simply motivated by greed or that he was acting out of misguided political motives but I believe that there may be another explanation for his actions, one that is rooted in the financial systems of his day. In the time of Jesus and Judas, financial transactions were often conducted using physical coins or other tangible assets. These transactions were often conducted in secret, with little or no oversight or regulation. As a result, it was easy for unscrupulous individuals to cheat, steal, or commit fraud as there was no way to ensure the fairness or accuracy of these transactions. But what if there had been a better way? What if there had been a system that allowed for transparent, secure, and tamper-proof transactions with no possibility of fraud or deception? This, my friends, is where Bitcoin comes in. Bitcoin is a decentralized digital currency that operates on a blockchain, a public ledger that records all transactions and ensures their accuracy and security. With Bitcoin, it is impossible to commit fraud or cheat the system. As all transactions are validated by a network of users who are incentivized to keep the system honest. So you may ask, what does this have to do with Judas and his betrayal of Jesus? Well, it's simple. If Judas had been using Bitcoin to manage the group's finances, it would have been impossible for him to embezzle money or commit any other form of financial fraud. The transparency and security of the Bitcoin system would have ensured that all transactions were fair, honest, and accurate, with no possibility of deception or theft. Of course, we can't go back in time and change what happened to Jesus and Judas, but we can learn from their story and apply its lessons to our own lives. By using systems like Bitcoin to manage our finances, we can honor God's call to be good stewards of our resources and we can avoid the pitfalls of greed and deception that led Judas down the path of betrayal. So let us pray that God will guide us in our financial decisions and that he will help us to use systems like Bitcoin for his glory and the good of all. And let us remember the words of Proverbs 16:11, which say, 
Honest scales and balances are from the Lord. All the weights in the bag are of his making. May God bless you and keep you, my friends. Amen. Thank you, Reverend. Amen. That's all for the Treehouse tonight, so stay tuned for more top-notch Bitcoin mindshare. Check the show notes for contact information, and remember to keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Special thanks to Horace Morris and the Merkle Treehouse Band. Play us out, fellas. Mm-hmm.